Welcome, David, to the podcast at Delphi.org. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be here. Hey, what about me? And, and Nick, well, you're a regular, Nick. You're a co-host. Oh, I'm a regular. I don't get introduced? No. Okay. Well, I was just about to say, you, thanks for joining in. Uh, well, whatever. Yeah, Nick's here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hello, David. So I, I got my Delphi.org domain name working again, thanks to Richard. So thanks for that, Richard. And for uh, hopefully it stays uh, behaving itself now. And uh, so we're going to call this the podcast at Delphi.org, but it's still podcast at Delphi.org. Yes. Which okay. is, I think we need a C++.org as well. Is there a C++.org? Uh, I'm sure there is, and I'm sure someone else owns it, but uh, we should, let's we should have a builder. C++ builder.org. So yeah, that's, that will be worth looking into. We're going to have C++ <laughs> on the podcast at Delphi.org today because David's here. So we're mixing it up. But it's good okay, C++.org is not found, although somebody is, it's sitting on an Apache server. We'll have to figure out how to get that one. <laughs> yeah, so I don't own Delphi.org. A friend of mine started it years ago, back when Delphi first came out. He started he registered the domain name Delphi.org and was a huge Delphi fanatic for years. And uh, uh, he's moved on to uh, Microsoft now. Oh, geez. I know. But every time I talk to him, he's like, man, Delphi does all this cool stuff, and he's all excited about it. But I think it was just that he was offered money to work with Microsoft, and so that's what he did. Yeah, that's what it takes. Usually that's what it takes. Money can do amazing things, in my experience. Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, uh, looking, checking out the, uh, was it Drive by Daniel Pink, and he was saying that the, it's once you get beyond a certain level, really all money comes down to is you want to make sure people have enough money that they're not concerned about money. Right. That's a great book, Drive, by the way. Yes. I think that's a really good point is as long as you have enough money that you're not worried about money. I mean, that's where I am at. You know, I don't feel like I have to. I mean, sometimes, some months. <laughs> I worry about it more than others. But most yeah. of the time, I don't have to worry about it. And so it's not a, it's not a huge concern. <laughs> Yeah, I recommend that book to people. There's a great uh, – he has a great 15, 20-minute presentation that on YouTube somewhere too. So I think if you search – it's one of those um, ones with the drawing, you know, where the guy draws. Yep. And it's really, really brilliant. It's really brilliant. What motivates people, I think is what it's called. I'm not sure. But And I think he has a TED Talk as well. It's really good. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. So anyway, that was our – Divergence of non-Delphi related content, non-Delphi or C plus plus related content. <laughs> <laughs> well, but at least you got your domain back, so that's good. Uh, David, so tell us about what your role is here with Embarcadero. Sure. So I work as the the C plus plus product manager. We have several PMs who look after different areas. There's Marco, of course, on Delphi and Serena, who looks after FireMonkey and mobile and, and that kind of thing. I, I look after C++ as well as the IDE and the debugger. Uh, so that's, that's my role. Yeah. And then Nick, who rules over them with an iron fist. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a terrifying experience working here. I'm sure. If it's not, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> Anyway, 
So, Sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt, David. No, that's what you. Do. Oh, no worries. That's 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 a that's a short description of, of what I do, what I what I look after. So, um, yeah, if, if you're a you're listening as a customer, and if if you have stuff about the IDE, for example, even if it's you know Delphi related, I'm the uh, I'm the person to to talk to, and not uh, not purely C plus plus. Okay, so IDE and C plus plus. That's good to know. I have I have yeah. things to talk to you about this a little time later. Sure. Last week, we had a conversation about uh, C++, C++ MVP, C++ content, stuff like that. And so I just thought it would be useful to have you online and we could talk to our listeners, everybody in the community, and see if they, any of them have any thoughts on C++ MVPs that would be uh, useful to join. So um, you did a great blog post about it. I got a couple people signed up for, from there. Yeah, I think we got some some rather good responses from that. Um well, basically, the idea is, as, as you know, um, you know, as well as Delphi, we have C++ Builder, um, which is a great C++ product, uh, but it's not not quite as well known, and uh, you know, we, we don't have as many MVPs as we do for, for Delphi. So the MVP program, in fact, if you're not familiar with it, is, is people that we, uh, you know, we, we give you a license to, to Delphi or to C++ Builder or I think Rad Studio in general, actually, and... Um, you know, we, we ask that you blog about it or you know, you write articles or you attend conferences or, or something like that um, in return. And uh, so with, with the idea of acquisition a, a year or so ago, of course, um, there's been a bit of a, a renewed focus on, on C++. And uh, one direction that's going, of course, is that we would like uh, more C++ content, you know, more more people to, to talk about CBuilder and, and that kind of thing. So um we are actively looking for more C++ MVPs. So if you if you happen to know C++ and you use C++ Builder or you know, you know someone who does and you think they'd they'd make a good MVP, they you know they they know their stuff technically and or they can write about interesting things or uh, or something like that, you know, let us know. We're we're very interested. Yeah, I, I like to describe the MVPs as enthusiastic expert. Uh, developers who like to create artifacts online. I think it's a great, great description. Artifacts. I like that. So, because <laughs> it, it, you know, if I say blogs and I get someone that's like, oh, well, I run this um, forum that, you know, we have, you know, all these people that speak Spanish in this forum and I'm the moderator <laughs> and I answer all these questions. I'm like, well, perfect. That, that's fine. You don't need to blog. It'd be great if you blogged, but, you know, you're creating artifacts. So that's what I'm going for. And you run you run the MVP program, don't you, Jim? I do, and that's probably one of my favorite things about what I do. Although sometimes it feels like I cannot do enough around here because there's just so much to do. But yes, that's one of my favorite things. It's like herding cats, right? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. The MVPs. I used to be an MVP, as uh, did both of you, and uh, it, it's always exciting when I see an MVP come and join to work in Barcadero because it, it just feels like that's. Uh, like graduation ceremony or something, if you will. <laughs> not, that, not that all MVPs will eventually become employees, but and not that all MVPs necessarily want to become employees. But it just is—it's exciting to see uh, to see that happen. True enough. So yeah, we could use some more C plus plus MVPs. And so uh, if you or anybody you know is interested, what should we do? What should they do? They can email me, and my email address is Nick Hodges. <laughs> uh, it's jim.mckeith m-c-k-e-e-t-h at embarcadero.com uh, or you okay, very good. leave a comment somewhere on this blog post 
and I'll probably discover that as well. Um, sometimes I, I miss those. But yeah, do do send me an email. And always don't worry about if you feel like you're bugging me, especially MVPs that are listening. I just get – sometimes I miss things, and I apologize. I'm trying to keep tra- keep track of things. But if something is important and you need my attention, you know, I'm online in lots of different ways. So reach out to me and get my attention. And additionally to MVPs, we're also looking for C++ influencers. Those people that are, that are kind of active in the C++ community, the larger C++ community, not necessarily around Builder that maybe aren't even familiar with Builder. You want to talk about that, David? Sure. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So, um, this sort of revolves around trying to get C Builder a bit, a bit more well known. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking for people who, who know C++, but, Perhaps you know or have used Delphi or CBuilder in the past, but uh, possibly not, in fact. Um, just if you're someone who, who knows and uses C++ and you're, you're active in your C++ community, then uh, you know, obviously, or, or if you know someone who is like this, we're interested in, in getting in touch. We would like to, um, yeah, we'd, we'd just like to spread the word about CBuilder a, a bit more and uh, you know, see what you think of it and... Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully get more people aware that the product exists and uh, and what it what it can do. Yeah, it's kind of an evangelism effort, right? We're spreading the good word of C plus plus builder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how many C plus plus developers would be amazed by C plus plus builder after having used some of the other tools out there. I mean, the C plus 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 the VCL is certainly a compelling tale to tell. I think so. I mean, there's nothing like the VCL out there for, for C++. Um, I mean, you know, if you're on Windows and you're trying to make a you know, a native user interface, uh, I mean, you use MFC perhaps, which, uh, you know, I, I, I would say MFC is, is a nightmare personally. It's, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem, when you compare it to technology like the, like the VCL, it's, uh, you know, it's not good. Is, is it's not good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's probably a good way to put it. <laughs> Same with FireMonkey, actually. I mean, I was uh, actually gonna, I was actually gonna try and say something a little more crude, but I, I held off. You know, I held back. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. <laughs> I mean, the VCL is is beautifully integrated, and and you know the visual design and the way you can just sort of import your your components controls in. It's 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 very nice, and, and it's the same for FireMonkey as well. Actually, I mean, uh, you know, there are other cross platform UE toolkits out there for C like Qt, for example. But you know, FireMonkey kind of stands out there for for having native controls and for being GPU powered and uh, you know vector based and and that kind of thing. Uh, you're easy scalable and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and when you add all that kind of thing in uh, to using a language like C++ and having it across lots of platforms, it's um, it's really great. And I I think, yeah, it should be much, much better known. And um, that's that's where we're going. We want to we want to try to get it better known. Yeah, so we have, what, C++ that can do Windows, we have C++ that can do Android, iOS, and OS ten. Or I'm going to say OSX because I like to say OSX and irritate everybody. But it's a great story, and I think that it's not been uh, told enough. And so let's get out there and tell it. Let's find some people who are, might be interested in looking at it and t- telling people what they think. 
Exactly. So if that's you or if it's someone you know, uh, get in touch. You drop, drop Jim an email. We need a call to action. See, that's the, that's the critical part of, in marketing. Call to action. Ah, uh, yes. And actually, these, these technical terms that I forget, but it's important. <laughs> like, you know, yep. Drop us, drop us an email. That's, that's the key bit. Or you can actually what? text me or call me as well. My number is 3614 Delphi. No way. Yeah, it is. Really? 3614. How'd you get that? <laughs> That was. Uh, or, are you, or are you making that up? No, I'm serious. You can call it right now, and I'll buy your own phone ring. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hear your phone ring. You think I'm, I'm joking? I'm not. I'm doing it. Three six one. F. O. Number four. The number four. Oh, sorry. Three six one four. D E L. P. H I. I want to hear your phone ring, Jim. All right, it better ring. Oh, I feel really silly. There it is. <laughs> this is Nick Outstanding! Outstanding! I love that. That's great. How how do I get that? Four three three five seven four four. <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to know how you did that. It was I it's a Google voice number. Ah, very good. It is. When they it's a Texas it, it's in Texas, 361's Texas. Yes, when they first rolled it out, they I don't know sure if they still do or not, but they give you like a few numbers to pick from and I went through and found one that had the word Delphi in it. I had, there are some other ones I could find that were kind of interesting, but the, uh, that's when I went with three six one number four Delphi. That's outstanding. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry for that diversion. <laughs> that's fine. So yeah, that's kind of the what we wanted to talk about was just C plus plus and you know say yeah we C when it, it, it really comes down to and this is what I always like like talking to people about is C plus plus versus Delphi is really I like vanilla ice cream versus chocolate ice cream. I think. I mean, there's there's some advantages to either, but I think generally speaking, it's really just a matter of taste. Would you guys agree to that, or do you think there's some definite advantages to one over the other? I I think I'd agree with that. I mean, um, languages in general are just a matter of, of how you prefer writing. I think you know they they have their own sort of strengths than. I know. I, I tend to find that you know, when, when I want to write particular types of applications, I choose a particular language, and for me, those two tend to be either either Delphi or C plus plus, yeah. or both, uh, because of course you can mix them. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the important thing is that I think the product, like I said earlier, I think there's C plus plus developers that don't realize the power and the range of capability of C++ builder. Right. Um, you know, if when you think Delphi, you think Windows, cross-platform development. Well, C++ does everything Windows does. I'm sorry, everything Delphi does. And uh, there's no reason not to use C++ for the things that you use Delphi for if you prefer C++. And uh, so we're working hard to get that message out. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually working hard as well on, on a lot of the um, compatibility things. So uh, 
I think one one thing that some C++ developers have wondered in the past is you know what happens when you when you mix with Delphi or, or use a Delphi library. You know, does it does it seem like C++ that that you're using? Do you use it in a C++ kind of way? And uh, you know, which is a fair question when when you mix something with with different languages. And uh, we've put quite a bit of work recently into you know, to making sure that when you write C++ and C++ Builder that talks to the, the various libraries like FireMonkey and the VCL, that it does feel like C++. Uh, in fact, I had a blog post about some of this. Um, in fact, I think it was a, uh, it's a code rage video recently about using Delphi containers from C++, for example. Yes. You know, using all the various iterators and, and the algorithms and the algorithm header and, you know, what's possible and that kind of thing. So you can, you know, you can access all these sort of containers and collections that, you know, under the hood, they happen to be written in Delphi, but uh, you can use in a very C++ way. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that's great to, you know, to have, to have that ability, you know, to, to get you know the libraries that happen to be written in Delphi, but uh, they're exposed to C plus plus, and, and it just gives you all this this extra stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember when uh, C plus plus builder moved to the Clang compiler, that all people were like, "Well, wait a second! If it's just using Clang, why in the world should I use C plus plus builder?" And it's like, well, you don't know what C plus plus builder is, then if you're asking that question, because it's so much more than just the compiler. You know, the compiler is one part of it. Plus, there's all the language extensions. Plus, there's all the libraries. Plus, there's designers and the visuals and the you know the database access it, it's it's a quite a big stack on and on and on and on it goes yes where it stops nobody knows that is true that is true <laughs> and you, you know i remember when i first started programming back in Toro pascal and it was almost feasible to really have your head completely wrapped around everything that came with Toro pascal you know, I almost felt like I, yeah. like I I didn't feel like I was quite there, but I felt like I was pretty close to having my head completely around everything that was part of that. But with Delphi and C++ Builder, it's just, I think it's too massive. I don't think anybody can truly completely wrap their head around all of what's in these products. I'm not sure 10 people can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's move on, talk about, unless there's anything else you want to share about uh, C++ David? Uh, not really. I'm happy to talk about it for, for hours. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> but, yeah, no, just that we're, we're, we're trying to, to get the word out a bit more and yeah, looking for MVPs, looking for influencers to just, you know, C++ people who, who might not even have heard of Seabuilder before. That's, uh, that's the key bit for, for today, I think. Yeah. Okay, great. So I was going to share a little bit of news with everybody. If you guys got any news you want to share as well, that'd be more than welcome to. But the first thing I want to talk about is our cool app winner is All Player Media Player. You guys remember All that? Player Media Player. Yeah. Or All Player Media App. I'm not sure what that All Player Media. Yeah. It's a it's a media player that can play everything. Uh, animated GIFs, DVDs, APIs, MKVs, the whole nine yards. That's built in what language? It's built in Delphi. Wow. Yeah. In the VCL. It's a Delphi VCL application. So I haven't installed it yet, but I have seen some of the screenshots of it uh, from the, I, I think you sent out a post or an email about the call that winner, Jim. Yes. And uh, visually it looked very cool as well. 
it, uh, using VCL themes or what's what's the tech behind it? Yeah, that's a good question. I, they must be using VCL. I, well, I don't know. Because I, I, one thing, I, it is, it's been around for a while. So it may be using VCL themes or maybe using something else that they've put together. That's something I found is, well, and I'm going to diverge here for a second. One thing I love about Delphi and C++ Builder is it has this really productive layer, right, with the visual components that I can drop it down and I can set a theme. Or if you want to, you can reach all the way down to the metal, all the way down to the CPU and the APIs and do whatever the heck you want to do. <laughs> and we find people occasionally, it's like, oh, yeah, I built my entire visual component framework from the ground up because I wanted to have it do this. And it does, they do cool things, but they can do that with Delphi and C++ Builder. They're not limited to, you know, the high productivity features we give them. But anyway, so yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they're using. What's the website for this app? Is it allplayer.org? That might be it. Because this is a, this is a FireMonkey app, I think. Well, so the, the mobile versions are not written in Delphi. Oh, okay. Because it predates our our support for okay. platforms. Because that was one thing I went out and looked at. It. I was like, oh wait, yeah, allplayer.org. And uh, this is a very slick looking application. Yeah, it does a lot of really cool things too. Like it automatically downloads um, subtitles for your video movie as well. Nice. That's one thing nice. I, I love about this cool app contest is sometimes it's like, wow, I, I've used this app. Or other times it's like, oh my goodness, this app is amazing. I didn't know this existed, let alone being written in Delphi. So. <laughs> Yep. Lots of cool stuff out there. So that, that was my first bit of news. Second bit of news is we do have our IoT boot camp coming up, which I encourage everybody to sign up for. So, yeah, that's going to be cool. That's going to be very cool. Yeah, we partnered with uh, uh, Boyan Mitov and Maker Labs, or Maker Fabs, Maker Fabs. Maker Fabs put together a kit of hardware you can get that we're going to show you how to integrate all that into your Delphi applications and into Rad Server and just really cool stuff. So it's going to be a lot of fun, very exciting, I think. Um, something, I think, fairly different from what we've uh, done before. So check that out and uh, join us for that. Can, uh, Indeed. Yeah, it is embt.co slash IoT Bootcamp 2017. So you can your browser will take you right to the page where you can uh, learn about the boot camp, register for it, and see the kit of hardware maker files put together for us. Yeah, those boot camps have been really, really cool. I think we, didn't we do a Delphi one and a C++ Builder one? We did. Uh, surrounding the starter pack, or starter edition, right? Right, exactly. Yep. And those were quite successful, so uh, I recommend Internet of Things boot camp. Yeah, this one will be a lot of fun. It's uh, the starter thing. I think we had over 5,000 people. Right? It was just crazy. Over over 1,000 people signed up for the Delphi one. So Yeah, that's great. We were at capacity for our software. So do sign up now if you are interested in that. And, uh, yeah. Okay, any news you guys wanted to share? I just had a little tidbit. I, uh, I saw this on PC Mag that Chromebooks... 
are going to be able to run Android applications next year coming out. All the Chromebooks coming out next year are going to be able to run Android applications. So if you are a Delphi or C++ builder developer, you can build an application that will run on a Chromebook. And uh, I don't know. Do you guys have a Chrome? Any, any of you guys have – either of you guys have Chromebooks? I don't, although to be honest, I was actually looking at getting one, so. I, I don't have a Chromebook. What I – I have, and it's actually right here. You can't – here, I'll hold it up to the microphone so you can see it. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> it's what – what I have is I have an Asus TF750 tablet with a keyboard mounted – with a keyboard mount, you know, that, that – uh, and basically, this is a this is not a Chromebook technically. It's like an Android book because the Asus tablet, of course, runs Android. But – I it I it can use it as a Chromebook because obviously I can run Chrome on this thing, and uh, I take this with me and I uh, answer work emails and whatnot. If I get decide to say go out and get a cup of cup of I don't drink coffee but I'll drink Diet Coke in the morning, and I'll answer emails at Burger King, my favorite local haunt. So I'm becoming one of the regulars down there in the morning. It's kind of funny, but I find it enormously useful, and I have a, a good friend. At Gateway Ticketing, who is a big Chromebook fan, he says he uses his Chromebook almost all the time at home. I use mine to watch a lot of uh, videos and stuff like that. But then now that I have this keyboard, I find that I can use it to, to uh, run Google Apps and uh, really do it well. And it's very, very easy to carry around. It's a very lightweight little thing that I've created. And I know a number of the, the, the Chromebooks are like that as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so now you'll be able to build applications for Chromebooks with Delphi and C++ Builder. Can't so I think I, I read the same article, and that was, that was all Chromebooks coming out in 2017 this year, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. They'll all be able to run Android applications, which is very cool. It is. You know, I remember when, when the Android support first rolled out, there was the, what was it, the Tegra 2 CPU didn't work with Android because it didn't have the... Um, oh, I can't remember. Neon instruction set, right? And there was like, like, oh, this is you know, it's a subset. Well, the Tegra two was like going away, and everything Neon. It was like MMX when MMX came out for Intel, right? MMX got integrated in. Everything has MMX now. They just don't say it anymore. Right, right. The Neon's now part of the standard for the ARM processor, and Intel with the, which, even though they've stopped making x86 processors for Android. They, their libhoudini library lets Delphi apps run on there. So really, at this point, Delphi runs pretty much on every Android device. My son got a a, a oh uh, Amazon Kindle for Christmas, and uh -huh. runs on there just fine. Great. So yeah, I'd I'd love that you can just Android's everywhere, and you can and to know that oh yeah, I can develop for that. Well, they, these the one nice thing about the Chromebooks is they're real cheap. They're only a couple hundred bucks usually, a couple three hundred bucks, and uh, they got powerful. You know, they're powerful. Got nice screens. Um, it's interesting if you stop and think about it. It's just basically a glorified web browser. But the things that you can do with a web browser these days are pretty amazing. Um, I mean, the web browser can be an operating system in and of itself if you look at it that way. Yeah. And uh, if you look at it in a certain way, I suppose I should say. And uh, I'm thinking about getting a Chromebook myself, but actually I kind of have my home brewed home, uh, Chromebook here with uh, the, 
the Asus tablet and the keyboard. Yeah. You know, it's interesting the operating system or the browser's operating system because I was just that that I do I do my uh, spreadsheets are Google Apps, my word processing is a Google App, my slides yeah. is Google App, my email is Google App. Um, we do it all. Yeah, here at Embarcadero, we're a Google App yeah. shop. And then you know, Jira is in the browser, Git, uh, GitHub's in the browser. It's like everyone yeah, else's yeah, browser. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can do you get an amazing amount of stuff done using Chrome mm-hmm. or whatever browser you want. But you know, we're talking Chromebooks, so we're talking Chrome operating system here. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll I will I'll go ahead and doing that. one more news item, a couple more news items here. Actually, Serena just put a blog post up on showing you how to stream uh, audio and video. I, well, she's just talking about audio, but it also works with video with Fire Monkey, and she built an app for streaming the podcast at Delphi.org. So if you wow. go to community.barcadero.com, it's the, currently the most recent blog post. Um, you can go and check that out. And she has a little video showing it uh, streaming last week's episode. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but she posted that within the last five minutes. She did. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant timing. Yeah. My watch just told me that uh, she did that. Ah. <laughs> and then we Indeed. have our new uh, contest competitions we're running. That oh, contest! Who doesn't love a contest? Yeah, and they're Amazon gift cards for the prizes on most of them. So Ooh. those are that's like printed money right there. <laughs> Print money. So you know, if you go out to embarkadero.com, we have our contest contest going. We have the NASA APIs mashup competition and the t-shirt contest as well as our cool apps competition so you can go out there you can build a um, some sort of fire monkey app using nasa apis you could uh, design a t-shirt if you're more feeling more artistic or you could tell us about your cool app and then win a prize so win a prize i could use a prize who doesn't want a prize Yeah, I, there was crickets there. I think no one, no one doesn't want a prize. No one doesn't want to win a prize. <laughs> so my tech tip here, I'm going to share today. It's kind of it's kind of a tangentially technology related. I was reading this article or blog post, I guess it was, called "Why I Believe Live Coding Is Cool." And this guy talks really? about why he does live coding, and he says essentially. It's like paired programming, except you can do it in your own home or, you know, wherever you happen to be at. Uh, so what it does, it results in that he feels like uh, he's getting feedback, right? So if you do something stupid, someone says, hey, you didn't put that there. or That's not right. And you look in the chat window. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll fix that. Uh, and then also it feels like when he does it for his uh, side projects he's doing, because we've all got, you know, all those little side programs we want to write. And he says that way he feels like he... He scheduled it out in his time frame instead of when I have time, I'll work on this. Instead, it's a, oh, yeah, Thursdays at 7 p.m. I'm live coding. So that's when I'm working on my side project. Um, and it talks about some of the process that he puts around that. It actually makes it so he feels like he's a lot more productive, um, gets a lot more done, more motivated to work on it and uh, stuff. So that's my tech tip of the week is if you have a side project that you're not getting work done on, consider live coding to do that. Actually, this is very intriguing. I'm going to look at doing that as well. So uh, 
LiveCoding.tv. Yes. Is the place where he does this. LiveCoding.tv. Many programming languages and over 2,100 projects. So basically you're coding and telling and explaining your thought processes as you code and then people give you feedback. Is that how it works? Yeah, exactly. So you're, it, you're coding and it's being live broadcast online and then someone could ask you a question like, hey, why did you do that? Or, oh, hey, you forgot this or whatever. And you're like, oh, yeah, thanks. And you can fix it or explain it. And so, uh, one of the things. So this is sort of like watching video games instead of, or watching, uh, uh, you know, video. What are they? The, yeah, what's Twitch. that? Twitch. Yep. Twitch. That's what I'm thinking. Of. This is like Twitch for coding. Twitch for coding. Yes. Holy cow! You have so to I wonder if. Uh, sorry, I wonder if, like, even you know, even without the feedback going on there, whether you know, broadcasting or coding like that would result in you writing better quality code. Talking to the duck. Yeah, well, if, if you're talking to the screen and if you're aware that other people are out there looking at it, uh, probably makes you a bit more more self-critical, perhaps, or um, yeah, holding holding your code up to you know, knowing is visible to, like to a different it. standard. We need some Delphi and Builder people doing this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm planning to start doing some of this. I I'm going to be honest though, I'm a little nervous because I spend about half of my time coding, googling. Things like what is the syntax for this? <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm a little nervous that I'll be not very interesting because I can't. You know, it'll be obvious that I really do not know what I'm doing without googling things. But maybe that's uh, pretty universal. Does anyone know what they're doing without googling things, Jim? <laughs> that's the key question. Are you the only one that does that? I don't think so. I'm guessing have a no. Hundred percent productivity drop if Stack Overflow <laughs> died tomorrow. <laughs> I, I spend exactly. a lot of time muttering to myself about why isn't this working and then saying, oh, dang it, I should know better than doing that. And what is the syntax for this? And yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so, for joining uh, us, David. Oh, well, thanks for having me here. Hopefully I can join again for, for some other of your, your podcasts. Yeah. Anytime. So we're going to look at maybe having a maybe a, some MVPs joining us occasionally. If we have a C++ MVP, maybe we'll have you on here with them as well that that sounds good okay all right well i'll leave you guys to it all right uh, thanks david see you around talk to you later david take care bye-bye time flies when you're having fun it does i'm just full of pithy statements today (laughs) you are (laughs) i i found that with these podcasts 30 minutes feels too short for recording it, but 45 minutes to an hour feels about right, but that feels too long for listening to a podcast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and of course, these podcasts are not for us, so if we feel short, feel, feel like they're too short, that's too bad for us. That's right. Good for the listener. Good for the listener. So, all righty. Well, hopefully, everybody will join us next week and we'll have some more uh, tech tips and news and uh, pithy conversations as it were <laughs> bantering banter yes pithy banter pithy banter all right thanks nick for uh, helping out and uh, all right you bet i'll talk to you later bye okay bye
theme music is provided by Phil Smith.